my friend, you have found the Functioning Hot Mess Podcast. I'm your host, Tanya Murray, life coach and author. I started this show to share life lessons and hot mess moments along with a few shenanigans to let you know you're not alone in this roller coaster of life. Each week, you'll get a solo episode or an interview to help you improve your self-confidence, create healthy relationships, or become a better parent. If you love what you hear, hit subscribe and I'll automatically show up in your downloads each and every week. All right, let's get on with the show. Last week was a really rough week for me, and I thought it would be valuable to share the four tips that I have that help me get through rough weeks. Sometimes you know they're coming. You can see them. You're looking down the tunnel like you know it's coming. And then sometimes it's just life happens and or we don't get enough sleep or whatever. And we just kind of end up having a crappy week. So here's some ideas for you. Anytime that you're having a rough week or you notice that things kind of aren't really in flow, there's some ideas here that will be able to help you with some of that. So first of all, when you're having a rough week, things aren't going quite right. Things are upsetting. You're feeling kind of just it's just, ugh, right? I really want you to start by reflecting because that is the number one thing you need to do. It's really easy to blame other people. It's because, you know, your kids didn't clean the room or maybe they stayed out past curfew or the person you work with is a jerk. I don't know, whatever it is, there's always something that you can blame it on, but it's rarely I have found the actual cause and the actual reason for why you're having a rough week. There's usually something that's underlying, or if it is that something is upsetting you, why? What's going on? What's happening? So sometimes people shy away from reflecting and trying to figure it out. Personal awareness is probably the number one life changer you can ever do. And that is just to be aware of what's going on in your mind, in your heart, in your body, all of the above. Okay. So start by reflecting. Now for me, I already knew this was coming. I kind of knew this week was going to be a little bit rough. Last week, I had the my sister who um, passed away a long time ago. It was her birthday. And so every year on her birthday, I think of her, she died tragically, and it's kind of a rough day. And then a couple days later is the anniversary of my dad's death. So you pair the two together in the same week, and it just kind of makes for a difficult week. So I knew I had the ability to know it was coming. So I planned around it a little bit. I went into that week reflecting, is there something really going on that's upsetting me? Or am I just overall upset? Because I noticed that I get triggered easily on those weeks. I noticed that things that usually just kind of brush by me and don't really cause a lot of problems for me, they get under my skin, people irritate me more. And I just know that I'm kind of having an emotional reaction. It's a difficult week and that is okay. I'm going to keep going on with this because there's a couple steps that I have to that kind of goes along with this first step, but bear with me for a minute. Just start by reflecting. And then the second thing I want you to do is give yourself permission to feel that. So many times when we have something like this come up, we numb out and there are so many ways in which we numb. I mean, I think it's kind of, we think of numbing as alcohol or overeating, you know, comfort food, the ice cream, whatever it is, but it's also retail therapy, irresponsible spending. I mean, I'm raising my hand on that one. That's me, but it can be Netflix. It can be being so completely busy 
that you're overbooking yourself. You're doing everything that you can to be completely avoidant of feeling what's coming up for you during those weeks. And that's not going to help you. I'm not saying that you can't stay busy. In fact, I recommend kind of doing that. But don't be so overly busy that you're stressed with the busyness and you're pushing, 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 and you don't have time to really figure out what's going on and feel what's coming up for you. If the reason you had a rough week is because you had a fight with your spouse, absolutely don't numb that out. Don't turn that off. You need to come and get to the bottom of what's going on. Is it really that they didn't take the garbage out or is it because you're feeling disrespected? There's a lot there that goes deep and it's worth it to start just allowing yourself to feel it. Plus, usually we have a negative feeling come in and we do our our best to just push it away or push it down, suppress it, whatever we need to do. And it doesn't go away. That does not make it go away. Distracting yourself, avoiding that feeling, numbing out, whatever, does not make that feeling go away. It keeps it inside your body and it continues to build up. It's like a really thin piece of paper. And before long, you've added so many thin pieces of paper that now you have a huge stack and it's heavy and it's not helpful. And you are carrying that around and it will affect your physical health as well. But the cool thing is, Those feelings only last for 90 seconds. So you have a negative feeling, you feel bad. It lasts and stays in your body for just 90 seconds and then it goes away. Now you can keep bringing it back if you keep like ruminating on it or spinning as I like to call it. If you have a negative feeling that comes in and you just sit and allow it to keep coming up, like you keep bringing it back, that's intentional. And that's okay if you're choosing to do that. But make sure it's a choice. Don't just let your thoughts run away with you because that's not helpful either. But if you just seriously pause, take a few deep breaths and allow that feeling to go all the way through you for a minute and a half, that's it. Then you will be able to just allow it to go and then really be able to sit back and go, okay, now that that's passed, what's going on? That can all be part of your reflection. Now, the third tip that I have, and I kind of mentioned it in the last one, but it is do not overplan yourself. Don't book yourself so busy that you can't feel these things, that you can't just even have the time to reflect. Now, for me, recognizing that the week was going to be a little bit rougher just because I had two people who, you know, I I care so much about and This was an anniversary of the loss, and it's a reminder that they're not in my life anymore and all the things that they're missing in my world that I would love to be able to share with them. So don't overplan it because really, how do you honor that person if you're so busy that you don't even allow yourself the time to process what you're feeling and think about them? Allow yourself to, yes, be busy. I mean, that is one of the things that helps me get through those days is I am very busy anyway, but I don't do it in a way to avoid it. I do it in a way to be able to get the things done that need to be done for me so that I can feel like I've done a good job that day. But sometimes that means writing in a journal. Sometimes that means telling people no. But what I really try to do is schedule and kind of book around those things. I know that sounds like super technical, but really it's it's important because as I was planning my week and I was starting to make appointments with people and things were kind of coming up, like for example, podcast interviews. 
I love having guests. I love interviewing people for this podcast. And it's one of the things that really fills me up. But it also, there's a lot of prep work that I have going into that. I try to think of questions I want to ask them. Maybe I need to brush up and pull some quotes out from a book if they're an author. Like there's work involved in that. And I don't want to put myself in a spot where I feel the pressure of doing a good job for them and for you and presenting their information well. And at the same time, giving myself the compassion that I need and that I want to be able to really honor the person that I'm missing. So in a way, giving myself that break to slow down, to take fewer appointments, to book less things, to tell people no for that week or those few days, that's a way to honor those people. It's also a way to honor myself. I mean, just because you've had a rough week doesn't mean that it's an anniversary of someone passing. It can be that you had a rough week. And that is when it's okay to just honor yourself by pulling back on the busyness. Even if it means those things that are normally self-care for you, like yoga, maybe it means you miss a yoga class. I actually did that on accident. That was definitely not a planned thing, but I was just in my head. I was thinking about all of this. And the next thing I knew yoga class was over and I'd completely missed it. That's not normally what I do. Normally, I just don't book myself on those days because I recognize that I'm going to be kind of in my own headspace. So there's a lot of planning that you can do. And so when I'm telling you to plan, I'm kind of telling you to plan to not over plan. I hope that makes sense. I think you get it because we kind of do that. All right. The fourth tip is to ask yourself, who do I want to be in this situation? I'm not someone who wants to go on a pity party rampage. I don't think it's okay for me to mistreat my loved ones, my kids, my boyfriend, my friends, my coworkers, whatever, just because this is a rough week for me. That's not okay. I don't think that that's ever okay for us to take out what we have going inside and take that out on someone else. That's just not, that's not helpful. Even if it's the person who's kind of the cause of your turmoil, because we know people get under our skin, right? That's part of the reflecting. But it's not even okay to take it out on them. That is when we start doing the work on ourselves. So instead, who do I want to be in this situation? Who? How do I want to show up? Who is my best self? What does this look like for me? And then make that decision. Now, the coolest thing about this is you can plan this as you know, you're looking at your week going, okay, I have some anniversaries of loss, or I have an extremely busy week or some deadlines that are, you know, I'm approaching, I know I'm going to be stressed. How do I want to show up? What is the best way that I can do these things and, and show up as my best self? That is the so important to do. And then the other thing is to ask, you know, if it is like the loss of someone, I ask myself, how do I honor them? I really want to be able to honor those individuals. I want them to feel loved. And I can tell you what, my sister and my dad would be so disappointed in me if I used them as an excuse to treat other people badly. If I said, well, I'm just really stressed and I feel really bad because you know, I'm dealing with all this loss and all these emotions, and therefore I'm going to be a cow to my kids. They would absolutely, that's not showing them honor. Showing them honor is to be able to let my kids know what's upsetting me and why. My middle son came out as I was looking at some pictures of my dad, and he saw what I was doing. He knew what was going on, and he just gave me a hug and said, what can I do? Can I vacuum the floor for you? I said, that would be great, buddy. Thank you. He just gave me a hug. He saw the tears in my eyes. 
And in, and I allowed him to see that. I allowed him in my world rather than trying to shut him out and pretend like everything is okay. Sometimes that question of who do I want to be in this situation or how do I want to honor someone, we oftentimes think that is applying to others. How do I want to treat others? How do I want to show up to those at work? How do I want to show up for my kids? But sometimes that's how do I want to show up for myself? How do I want to have compassion and support for me knowing that this is a rough week for me. There's going to be some emotional stuff going on. I want to give myself the allowance to do what I need to do to take care of myself. It's not always about serving other people. Sometimes that service can go back to you. And I definitely recommend that you allow yourself to have that compassion on yourself. You know, like I mentioned, I totally missed a yoga class. That's not typical of me. I recognized I shouldn't have even booked it. and that's okay. I reached out to the yoga teacher, apologized, said, you know, let me pay for an extra spot or whatever. Cause I know I took up a spot that you weren't able to fill. I felt bad, but I didn't beat myself up about it. I reached out to make it right. I did what I could to fix that situation because that felt right to me, but I'm not going to beat myself up. I'm not stupid. I'm not, you know, all those mean things that you say to yourself when you miss something. I had a day. You know, I was dealing with the anniversary of my dad's death and it's okay that I missed an appointment. So give yourself that allowance and sometimes recognize that when you say, who do I want to be in this situation? It's who do I want to be to me? Who, how do I want to show up for myself? That is so important. And I don't think we give ourselves that opportunity enough. Now, one of the things that I definitely recommend is setting reminders. So if you kind of have that week coming where you know it's going to happen, who do I want to be this week? Knowing it's going to be a little bit rough. Who do I want to show up as? Write down some words. I want to show up compassionate for myself. I want to show up honoring my feelings. I want to show up as a compassionate parent. All Whatever it is that you want to do, set reminders. Write them in your planner. Put them on a sticky note on the fridge or in your on your mirror. Program it into your phone so an alarm will go off and remind you. Those are just little tips and tricks that I use to help me stay in that mindset and recognize that I'm checking in. So I have alarms that go off on my phone that remind me of the way I want to be. So in that moment when the alarm goes off, it's a split second check-in and I see that and I go, am I being compassionate? Am I showing self-compassion? And if I'm not, The coolest part about all of this is you can change in an instant. You can recognize that you're being hard on yourself or you're putting too many expectations on yourself and you can flip that around and say, okay, but I'm not right now. I'm changing that now. I'm changing my tone. I'm having a different conversation. And you can even do that with people. It's actually really fun to be like, you know what? I'm done gossiping. I'm done complaining. However you want to word that with your friends, but to be able to say, you know, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Can we come up with something different? That is 100% okay. You can change in an instant. All right. I know I told you I was going to give you four tips, but I just remembered a fifth one of something that I did that helped me through this week. And that is writing. I, when I was a kid, I wrote letters. I had so many family members that I was pen pals with and uncles and aunts and my dad, my grandparents, you name it. Writing was always something that, I don't know, that was just 
that was how I communicated with people. I wrote them letters and I told them what I did. And I have found now as an adult that writing letters is incredibly still helpful for me. I don't do it very often anymore because nobody writes letters and does snail mail anymore. But especially with loss and dealing with loved ones, or if I've had a rough week and I'm angry at someone, I write it in a letter knowing I'm never going to mail it. I actually put it in my journal because I don't necessarily want them to see it, especially if I'm angry. But I write my dad, I write my sister, and I tell them all the things I would tell them if I was just writing them a letter and they were still here. I tell them about my kids. I tell them about myself. I tell them what's going on. And I go ahead and tell them how I miss them. I tell them how I wish that they would have been able to see what what we did this week or what I feel they're missing. I want them to know that they're in my thoughts. They're in my heart. Where that goes, I don't know. And that's okay. I don't need it to know. It helps me get through that moment and it helps me process and it allows me to cry. It allows me to get my feelings on a page. It allows me to be angry if I'm angry. It allows me to be sad or compassionate or funny. Just because I'm writing a letter to someone I've lost doesn't mean I'm sitting there sobbing. Sometimes I'm just writing. And I just want them to know that here's our weekly phone call that we don't get to have. And I'm putting it on paper. So that is one other thing that has really helped me. And it's helped me when I've had rough weeks with people that it's not dealing with loss. It's helped me really do, when we talk about reflecting, writing has helped me reflect. When I can sit down and write about how someone really offended me or upset me that week and how it just kind of messed up my whole day, when I can write about that and get really clear about exactly what it was and why, a lot of those questions and things that I'm reflecting on come out in my writing. So sometimes when I've had a bad week and I'm wondering, why did I let this person get under my skin so badly? And I'm writing that down in my journal. If it's a letter to them, all the things that I would never say to someone, I get to put it on paper. And as I do that, a lot of the times I'm able to actually kind of flush out what is going on inside, why I'm really upset. And sometimes it really is them. They're rude. And sometimes I recognize that it's something within me. They triggered an insecurity that I have. And even though I don't condone their behavior and I'm not saying that that was okay, it completely allows me to look at it from a different perspective. And I'm able to look at it from a place of, wow, I actually learned a lesson from that. I'm not necessarily grateful for having gone through it, but this is helping me me become a better person. It's helping me uncover some of those things that I can still work on so that I don't have that continually coming up in all of my dealings with that person. All right, my friend, I hope this serves you. And I hope that you're able to apply these four or now five tips to your life. I hope that you can find a way to incorporate that and help you have better weeks. Or if you have a rough week, that you can kind of make it more of a learning experience and allow yourself to have some compassion, learn some new things and recognize that this too shall pass. It's a rough week or a bad day. And pretty soon it's going to be happy sunshine and rainbows all over again. All right. Do me a favor, rate and review this podcast. It really helps me get seen by others in all of the different platforms. So wherever you're listening to this, please rate and review it for me. That would be so helpful and I would truly appreciate it. Okay. I will be back in your downloads next week.